0: In the beginning, the Word was with God. That Word became the foundation of all we have, know, and do. That Word, Christ, became our hope for the future and a better life with Him. Join us at RCCG Warm and Glory Tabernacle as we dig our roots into His Word and grow
1: towards His light. praise the lord so let's go into we'll try and go through what we've done the very first part we looked at the fact that we are spiritual beings this is part 5 oh my gosh and it's like the more it's funny because when we were doing when i was when we were when i was preparing for this and God told me you know and i god said you know this is where we were going this is the direction we were heading and i he said perception, I wrote it down. But then I said, what is there about perception? And I started and, and I said, there's nothing. It's just, you know, like a 15-minute chat. And then God started expanding and expanding and expanding and expanding. And now I see that even five parts is almost not enough. So we're going to try and rush through today as much as we can. Wherever we end, we're going, we going to stop there so we started initially in in part 1 by looking at the fact that we are spiritual beings that we we you know we are spiritual being and the the essence the essence of our you know existence is actually to actually be that this life is actually spiritual, that you know the everything in this life has a spiritual element, the Bible says that he made the world the things that we are, are seen from the things that are unseen, that we looked at the situation of the body, the soul, the spirit. We looked at all of that, and we were able to uh confirm that there is we have that man me. I am a spirit I live in a so- I have a soul and I live in a body in part 2 and 3 we looked at the uh, the you know why perception is important and we started looking at how to develop our spirit right and first thing we the first we said that we need to be born again that you know, before we develop our spirits, it's important that we are born again, and we need to make sure that we only grow our spirit by the God-approved means, right? And um, secondly, we also looked at the fact that you know that it's through His Word that we can grow our spirit through His Word, um, and and how it opens our spiritual eyes, how the Word of God opens our spiritual eyes to see the things that are to come uh case in point was Ephesians uh, 1 and verse 18 uh, and it says that he prays that the light the eyes of our understanding be enlightened or be opened right and then and then we looked at the third is that we looked at the ways you know another ways to honor God and the things of God that you, we cannot Um, dishonor God or the the things of God and expect that we will grow. Um, The third one is that, well that was the third one. The fourth one is that we need to arise into sonship. We started looking at it and then realized that we needed to actually look at the characteristics of being a spiritual child. That what are the characteristics, the properties of being a spiritual child. Okay, and and being able to assess ourselves, right, whether we are growing or not. So today, what we want to do is we want to be, we want to actually continue in that line of sonship because we didn't actually finish, um, because we talked about being able to grow from, um, you know, when we are first born again, we are first born again as children, but then afterwards comes. Being a disciple. Right? So, one of the things that, one of the things Jesus Christ said, he says, go ye all into the world and make disciples. So, in essence, what, before we can make disciples, he said, we can go into all the world to make disciples, we ourselves need to be able to be disciples. Now, Disciples um, actually stems from the word, you know, from a similar word to of discipline, and being a disciple is always known as, you know, usually right now the way they have christened it, it's like once you are a disciple, it means that you are a you are a Christian, and that is what that means you are a disciple like disciple you know you're a Christian that means so if you go to the dictionary and look for the word disciple it says one of the twelve disciples of Christ, but one of the things that i, I understood from that as well is when I was going through on the the, the, the um, from studying this was the fact that being a disciple also means that you are able to be uh, a follower of something so for example if i am a world-class skate skater i am a follower of skating so what does that mean that means that my my ability to learn about skating means i need to follow how the principles of skating works. So being a disciple, before I can become a good disciple of skating, for example, I need to know how to skate. I need to know how skating works. I need to know about skating. Then I need to know the science of skating and how to go quicker if I need to, what I need to do to my body, what I need to do, what I need to do, and that is knowing about skating. And then I need to know how to, you know, I need to get better at skating then I, after learning the science then i need to know about the art of skating what will make my case different so it's also similar to every other thing that we do we call it sometimes we call it craftsmanship right before i am able to be a carpenter i need to be a follower of carpentry i need to know how to do I need to be able to follow, do an apprenticeship. Thank you, Ma. But again, it's a situation where I need to learn about carpentry. I need to know about the different kinds of, you know, tools that are needed for carpentry, and if what should I use in which which situation should I use what tool, and and so on and so on. So everything. So apart from that, then you then become skilled, right? And we found that that skill is understanding understanding is mastery and so on and so on but um one of the things that uh, if we can open our Bibles let's open our Bibles to first Corinthians first Corinthians 11 1 Corinthians 11 verse 1 first Corinthians 11 verse 1' and i read it says be followers of me even i also am of christ be followers of me so part of the things that he was talking about do you have a different translation what does it say in yours you should imitate me just as i imitate christ you should imitate me. So in other words, Paul was saying to, to, to us, trying to instruct us, do it in this way. So as I fo- do it, the way you see me do, right? So in essence, in there's another scripture that says that we are his epistles sent forth for the world to read. So before you become a disciple, it means that you first have to look to the current disciples. So the first thing is you need to be able to have somebody you are looking to as an example, as being a disciple, right? And as well as you need to know, we all need to know that we are all examples of Christ. Let's open our Bibles to second um, Corinthians 5 2 Corinthians 5:14. 2 Corinthians 5:14. Either way 2 21 love, please.
0: Either way, Christ's love controls us. Since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to our old life. He died for everyone, so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves.
1: So that those who receive the new life will no longer live for themselves. That is criteria. The first criteria of discipleship is, number one, you are constrained by love, right? The second one is the fact that this one here, it says that you are... 15. It says that he died for that, henceforth, we should not live for ourselves. We looked at it that being a disciple, you need to be able to learn not to live for yourself, trying to make sure you do not live for yourself. So the question is, how are we living our lives? How are we living our lives? Is everything about me, myself, and I? If there's nothing else, on top of that, you you know, we know that okay, we, we looked at that last week, you might still be growing, but we, that is where God will the desire of God for us to be. Continue, please.
0: He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely human point of view. How different we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God, who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us this task of reconciling to him. For God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, No longer counting people's sins against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. So we are Christ's ambassadors. Thank you.
1: He says that verse twenty. He says we are now Christ's ambassadors. We are now Christ's ambassadors. Do we know what an ambassador is? One who goes. A representative, or someone who goes to represent their to represent somebody else. Right. So, do you know what that, that, what that means is that, in other words, when I want to talk to the president of that country, I can call the ambassador of that, of that country to relay the message. So, and the first act of, of war, usually, is when a country wants to go at, to war with a, a different country, is that they withdraw... Or they pull out their ambassadors. So once in essence, what that scripture is saying that before somebody is looking for a if if I want to talk to Christ, who should I look for? No. You. It's a Christian is general. It is you. So if I want to talk to Christ. I should come and meet you, Brother Mike. If I want to talk to Christ, I should come and meet you, Brother Aaron. If I want to talk to Christ, I should come and meet you, Sister Fuljo, Brother Bayo, Sister Choma, Amogene, everybody, I should come and talk to you if I want to talk to Christ. That is the, the weight of the, the value of who being a son or being, you know, when we try to rise to sonship and being, being able to achieve that Requires discipline, right? And you see, part of the things that we need to understand is that is who the kind of mission that God has given us to so not just be. Um, so when He says you are a good Christian, what does this? When you hear things like "Oh, I'm a good Christian," what are you saying? That
2: means I'm
1: ambassador to God. You are. Not, you are. So when you say you're a good Christian, it means you're an ambassador. But we are an ambassador, regardless. When you say you are a good Christian, what does it mean? That, that means
3: representing you are Christ.
1: representing Christ well. But you see, that if you recall, there's that, that prayer that we always were supposed to be praying. Let your will be done. So as an ambassador of Christ, your responsibility as an ambassador, when you grow into sonship, is to know what how it is in heaven. Know what the... The, the laws, the principles, what God's kingdom is to be here on earth. That is what, what it means to be a good Christian. It's being a good Christian, coming to church, clapping your hands, standing up when they say you should stand up, sitting down when you say you should sit down, you say you should go, you should not shout, you should just walk slowly and quietly. And then when somebody say, hello, you say nice to meet you or the way you dress you know you have to wear wear bling (laughs) it's not just that so you see it is the thing that we want to find out is look as much as possible if christ would not to wait would you would christ do what you are doing in other words you know, I know it's a cliche these days, but really, what would Jesus do? WWJD, WWJD, <laughs> What would Jesus do? That decision you want to take, would Jesus take that same decision? That extra thing you want to do, would Jesus ask you to do that extra thing you want to do? your decisions, being able to look through the eyes, look through the... Because, whether we know it or not, we are representing Christ in this world physically and spiritually. So we are talking about spiritual perception, right? So we have to understand that when we have a responsibility, we take it upon ourselves that we are ambassadors, that our actions physically and spiritually are a representation of Christ's kingdom here on earth. We will choose a little bit different. True of us. A little bit different. Maybe a lot different. Or some maybe a little bit different, but we it will be different. So what we are saying to you is just as you know Christ would not do something, please don't do it. Just as you know Christ would not, please try not to. Okay? How do you know if God wants
0: you to do it or not? How do you know? Please, who can
1: help? How do you know what God wants you to do? He says... How do, you want, how do you know what God wants in his kingdom? Okay.
0: Knowing Christ and knowing how he acts and how he would behave in a situation. His, his predisposition,
1: his personality. Right. Re- knowing exactly how he would act, what he would do, what his predisposition is. You want to say something?
0: Reading the Bible.
1: Reading the Bible. I'm praying. So let, let, let's do let's 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 answer this question one way. Let, let's um please can I get my three or four volunteers again, please? Spirit, soul, and body, please. Thank you. Thank you. Spirit, soul and body. Come on, come on. So please hold. No, you go. Ochuko, go and hold the mic. Please can I get somebody, another person? Volunteer, volunteer, volunteer. Don't worry, it's the last new message for the year so spirit soul and body so (laughs) can i please put it down so praise the lord We, we have to understand that understanding that that same principle is the is the essence or the basis of even being blessed the essence of being blessed so for the sake of illustration we have this the body the soul and the spirit just as we always have right so part of what we want to understand is this that the blessings of God are two types they're classified into two there is what is known as the the principles of christ and then there's what is known as the blessings of christ as is the person of the person of christ right there's there are two different separate things in other words when you have the once once you follow like the principles of christ right that you that leads to physical blessings right so that when you get your body to do whatever you need it to do, to follow the principles of Christ, you get blessed physically. For the spirit, it is different. Because to get blessed spiritually, that door is only opened by intimacy, by love, falling in love with Jesus. Right, But we know that all your decisions are made from the soul. So your decision, we looked last week that whose decision is it to grow spiritually is yours. So in other words, for you to grow spiritually, you have to put your body under subjection to follow the principles as well as. Then, if you find out that your soul is not in love, is not getting intimate, how do you how do you get intimate with someone? Spend time with him, and how do you spend time with the person with your, but with your body? So, what if you say once if you say that you want to be intimate with God in your spirit, but your body wants to go and play game? Your body says it's time to go, go. I don't know, go shopping. Or it's time to sleep. Your body says, I, y- you understand where I'm coming from. So, like for example, you do not have to be born again to be blessed with following the principles of Christ. For example, the Bible says the liberal soul will be made fat. So regardless of whatever whatever your spirit state is, if you decide to discipline your body to follow the principles of Jesus, you will get the blessing that comes with the principles of Jesus. In fact, the whole world raises courses based on the principles of Jesus. You attend management courses and read books. I say, oh, all you have to do is do good and do good and do good and do good. Right? So we follow the principles of Jesus without being born again. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like one of the things that needs to happen for you to be able to be blessed. See, the body is tired. <laughs> 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 the body is tired. <laughs> the, the, the spirit is willing, well, the spirit itself is even tired. The soul is willing, but the, the body and the spirit are tired. <laughs> okay, so so now try and understand one thing: that if I want a physical blessing, a blessing that is related to that is physically attached, all I need to do is find out what the principles are. It says, the hand of the diligence makes rich. If I am diligent, I will be rich. So that is why you find out that there is nowhere you will go that they will tell you that uh, you can be rich without being diligent. Diligence means that you should be faith, pay, t- pay attention faithfully to something. Be, be attentive to, you know, and be disciplined towards it. So in, in essence, if I, let's say, for example, even if I have, if I, if I get money, for example, I get an inheritance. If I am not diligent to attend to the money and know how it is spent, and know how my expenses are going, how my income is coming, how, what is going in, what is going out, the money will go away. So, you will find out that the world's principles are always based on the principles of the kingdom, but without knowing the person of Christ. So, but there are some certain blessings that will be locked spiritually. So, if you, a Christian, and another person that is not a believer are both diligent, what is your advantage? What advantage do you bring to the table? If every you say God, but if all we are do what we are doing is depending on the principles alone, you will say, "Okay, we have to walk, 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 keep walking, keep walking, keep walking, keep walking." But God says, "Call upon me." And I will show you that you know not of. I will give you the hidden treasures. In other words, I will inspire you in ways that the other person will not know. So following the principles doesn't mean we shouldn't follow the principles. But when we get intimate with Christ, we become more efficient we become blessed even better still. But what does that mean? It means that I have to discipline my body to make sure that I can, that my spirit can have intimacy with the Holy Spirit or with God. Because, as we know, the body was after the spirit, the flesh, the flesh, the spirit, they both fight against each other. This one says, give me time. That one says, no, give me time. So, and the Bible says, you know, so, um, what does the Bible say again? Uh, Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So, in essence, what are they saying? They are saying that if you, no matter what it is, there gets to a certain level that there needs to be a blessing that it, it, it gets to a certain level that you have to be it has to be blessed, you have to be blessed spiritually. There's a certain limit you can get to that you cannot grow above unless God decides that for you. It might be the case. Or in a situation where it's in a situation where, say, for example, you are, you are trying to study for an exam. Let's, let's look at this. You are studying for an exam. You force your body to read, right? So that you can know about the exam. But then, the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you where to read. But you are not giving time to the Holy Spirit. Because all you are interested in doing is making your body... Read No, 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 not necessarily comfortable, but following the principles of just read for the exam. Just read for the exam. So it is hard work is not enough. Hard work is not always enough to make a difference. You have to know how it is done in the kingdom. Because when the spirit of God comes, he will inspire you. The Bible says he will lead you to all truth. So, it might be that you are trying to go go for an interview, right? You got a new job. You are trying to go for an interview. The Holy Spirit is trying to talk to your spirit. Say, no, I have something better for you coming. Don't go. I want you to stay because I want you to know something else. Or you are trying to go out for the day. And the Holy Spirit is telling you, don't go out, right? Don't go out for today. But you say, no, 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 no. I have to go to work. I have to go to work. Because he said, he that does not, he that does not work, let him not eat. You are forced, you know, you are just talking about, you know. So, you see, he said, if the spirit is not putting money in your pocket, so how, why should I follow, why should I give attention to my spirit? You see? So it is, I mean, how does this? I mean, my bank account is still what it was, right? So why should I bother myself following the spirit? But you see, that, those are some of the things that we have to understand. That it is not enough. We can we can prosper. We can. There, there are people. There are rich men in this world, right? That are prospering. That do not that do not give attention to their spirit. That they are, they are not even. But they're not even, what's it called now? They're not even Christians. They're not born again. It's bad in the world. But do you know that when you hear people go and join cults and all these things, they don't, do they put money in their accounts? Do you think they put money in their accounts? Huh? How do they get money? I mean, it's, not wrong. it's not wrong. But. You see, part of one, one of the things you have to understand is this, that there are, I need to be careful when when saying this, that if God, if the devil knows that money in the hands of brother Mike will go towards the kingdom, if I was the devil, what would I do? How, how will I block it to make sure he doesn't get any money?
3: So, maybe mindset, you know, there was a while ago, people thought that if you're a Christian, Mm -hmm. being rich is not what you should aspire to. Mm -hmm. So, people, I I know that there was a time that that was the truth Mm -hmm. for people. So, oh, I don't want to be rich, so that I will not be tempted. Mm -hmm. Uh, Money is the root. It is the love. Mm -hmm. Uh So, that's that. Then, not giving, because you may then have, and then your mindset is not to give it to even the
1: work of the kingdom. Okay. Um, so, what else can the devil do to make sure I do not get money into his hands?
3: Maybe prevent him from
1: even knowing what to do to make the money itself. Knowing what to do. So, sometimes it's not only that as well. Is that the fact that I will try and frustrate any action or any what? influence any other person that will want to give him money or... T- You understand where I'm coming from? You said you wanted to say it carefully. Why is that hard to say? No, no. So I need to say this carefully. The reason why I'm saying it it carefully is this. There are principalities and powers that try to make sure that you do not receive what if they see, they have an understanding, they have an inkling to make sure they have an understanding, they have an inkling to know that you will use it for the benefit of children. Even, even children. So you see, like, like in Samuel, right? You see what Samuel what happened to Samuel? The Bible says her womb was locked. But then once, uh, what's Samuel's mom, Hannah, said, "Okay, this child I will give back to you." What happened? So, to, re- to set a balance, to set a balance, and this is where we, as disciples, we have to, what we have to know. Number one, our bodies, we must always make sure that our bodies follow the principles of Christ. Always. So, including studying the Bible, including praying, If you are praying one hour, you pray for two hours. If you are praying two hours, maybe four, maybe. If you are praying for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, right? But until you are able to discipline yourself, right? You will find out that being intimate with the Holy Spirit might be a a wish. It will never happen. We say, oh, I want to love you, I want to know you, I want to... But you need your body. That is why the Bible says, love the Lord your God with all your... With all your... With all your... So, if... And we, we found out that, we looked at that thing. How do we, our soul makes the decision? Influence from the spirit... Or the body, so that you'll be able to say, you know what? I want to. So if God wants to tell you something, He wants to open your eyes to something. He wants to let you know how important things are. He will. He's trying to tell your spirit that He doesn't have any material to work with. We talk about oh, the God, you know, rema word, rema word, but He doesn't have any anything. The Bible says, you know, the next... The, thank you. You can go and sit down. So the next, thing, the next thing as well is the fact that we always need to know about the voice of God. We have to know about the voice of God. The Bible says the voice of God, the voice of the Lord, parts many waters. The voice of the Lord, Psalm 29, right? The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars of Lebanon. The voice of the Lord parts the fires. Right? So the voice of God, which is number, we've looked at number, so let, let's, re, let's recap. So the first one we looked at was, we looked at, we must be born again. Number two is that we need to um, value for the word. Number three is we need to honor God and the things of God. Number four, we need to rise to sonship. And number five, which is the fifth and the final one that we're going to look into, um, not that there's, there might not be more, there it might be more, but we're only going to look at that, is the voice of God. The book of Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, it says, and God said, let there be light. Let there be light. And, and there was light. The voice of God the power of God, the voice of God carries his power. It is not until God says that the power of God moves. So when God said, let there be light. Initially, you see, the Bible says the, in, you know, there was darkness covered the earth and, you know, and uh, the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God hovered over the waters. Nothing happened. Nothing happened until God spoke. So that speaking is what makes a difference. There are some things that the principles of God will not, once you come against opposition, Daniel was fasting and praying, fasting and praying, fasting and praying until God sent another angel to rescue. Oh, no, to rescue the, his angel that was captured. So, in essence, what things were happening? The,
2: yes, sir. Something just uh, oh, dropped on my mind. Yes, sir. I want to ask this question. Because, yes, sir. Um, oh, oh, the, 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 the word of the Lord told us that we shall speak and it will come to pass. Oh, but but in times of uh, when Anna is praying in the chill in the shiloh,
1: mm-hmm.
2: who is even who is even sitting near her does not does not know that he's praying just that he see the mouth is moving.
1: Okay, that is with sorry. I actually thought it was Devon. Just <laughs>
2: yeah. So so my question is this. Yes, sir. Uh, does uh, who praying uh, or silently? Is it not? Is it not uh, the same? The same answer we got that who is shouting? Thank you, sir. Now the, let me
1: let me recap your question and just tell me if it's correct. You're saying that you know is there a difference? In what, the volume of your prayer should you be shouting or should what should you right? <laughs> Is it the loudest, the higher, the highest person gets heard? Is, 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 God who is shouting the most gets attention? <laughs> you have to understand one thing. In the, you know, we've looked at the principles of the of the spiritual uh, of the the spirit the spirit realm. Part of the things that happen is that in the spirit realm, everything has an ear. Here. Before you see, like you see, what we, we looked at when we were looking at uh, the, the the we were looking at our spiritual eyes, we saw we saw that we had to look at God's you know light. We had to so just as we had to look at light for for our spiritual ears, the voice God's voice, we need to be able to hear it. The, in the spirit, everything everything has an ear. That is why the Bible says, "You will speak unto a mountain." If I, if any of you shall say, not think, and I tell my children this, it's not if one of you should meditate to this mountain. Say, "Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and doubt not in your heart." You shall have what you, however you say. The fact that everything you can speak to your house, you can speak to your car, you can speak to not only living things but inanimate objects as well. Because Jesus Christ, when he was hungry, he came to a fig tree. He wanted to eat. He said, He said, What happened? He said that. Nothing to eat. No man, eat no man will eat of you. And he walked away, and it withered and died. Right. So, in essence, what we are saying is that God, the principles of prayer, dictates that the different kinds of prayer that there are things you have to speak to. The place of meditation. Right. The place of meditation. Is so that you are able to align yourself with the Holy Spirit, to meditate on God's word. What am I doing? And allow to hear, to sit down. Because sometimes when you are meditating, the Holy Spirit will drop things in your spirit in the form of ideas or thoughts. That is the place of meditation. So sometimes, the purpose of prayer is not so that we can prove to everybody that we can pray loud. It is not so that we can prove to anybody that we can pray long. The purpose of praying is for you to hear the voice of God. If every person is deaf, what is the purpose of speaking? If there is nobody around you to hear... Why bother speaking? That is one of the things we learned. We said that in the spirit, time doesn't work the same. Distance doesn't work the same. That is why we can pray for somebody in Asia. Because distance is not the same. That is why somebody from the village can say... (laughs) <laughs> they can see you and they can speak to you. But Aaron, you wouldn't understand. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Okay. But you see. Yes. In the in the book of Numbers, right? It was this situation we looked at this in the past where Balaam and Balak, right? He said Balaam wanted to come and curse them. Right? But he couldn't. In, in trying to curse them, he kept blessing them, blessing them, blessing them, blessing them. What did he say? He told Balak, he said, look, this true, these people cannot be cursed. What you have to do is let them sin. Let them intermarry. Let them have sex with those they are not supposed to have sex with. Then we can curse them. So, so the, the, the first things first. And that is why it is not enough just to just pray, 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 pray. It is important for you to be able to hear what God is saying. We looked at this other scripture. It says, I will stand upon the crossroads and hear what he has to say to me when you are taking a decision. Right? But at the end of the day, you, we need to be able to open our mouths and speak. God could, the spirit of God could have been hovering around the waters forever. Because he said, a thousand years is like a day. Might have been a thousand years he has been hovering. He said, and God said, let there be light. Then then the creating, the creating of the next one, he says, and let there be, and there was. And let there be, and there was. And let there be, and there was. So even you know uh what's it called now when Jesus Christ rose up from the dead right and he said you know he wanted to raise up from the dead get a, rise up from the dead and it was ah look and they said oh he said lift up your heads oh so ye gates let the king of glory come in And he, even the gates now said who is this king of glory then it, it, it was a so you see prayer is in prayer there is also it's also litigation is the word i'm looking for there's also a situation where you jesus christ said god says bring your strong reasons let us reason together it doesn't mean we have to shout it doesn't mean we have to but you have to speak
3: sodom and It was like it was exactly like that exactly oh, if this happens if this
1: happens what that? happens So it's like, sometimes we might have good intentions, but good intention does not lead to answered prayers. Good intention never leads to answered prayers. So, and then that's the other thing as well about... I kept on saying that how, um,
3: say, lots of us will say, I I wake up, I'm heading out to work. I didn't have time to pray, and I, all the while you were thinking good thoughts on me. Yeah, the day. I'm going to that's good. not prayer.
1: Yes, I'm putting good thoughts out, out there. there, good yeah, vibes out there. there, so that good vibes will come I'll back to me. Okay. However, well, you
3: may say that prayer on the bus in quietly, it's
1: possible. But you don't have that's to speak. You, you have to speak. Open your mouth and pray. That's what I always tell my children. Open your mouth and pray. Right? And that the other thing as well we have to understand is the praying in the Spirit. Praying in the, Holy, in the Holy Spirit. God gave us a gift not to profit our understanding but it is a communication between your spirit and the Spirit of God. It is, your, it is a communication between your spirit and the Spirit of God. So for as many of us That can speak in the praying the Holy Spirit and do not pray in the Holy Spirit. You are cheating yourself. You are cheating yourself because what happens is when you pray in the Holy Spirit, one of the things that happens is that it silences your soul. Once you pray in the Holy Ghost, it it, it silences your soul so that you know that it is not, it, it has, your soul has nothing to do with the interaction of the Spirit. But you see, praying in the Holy Spirit requires your body. So if your body says, I am hungry, I want to go, you say, no, stay. Oh, I'm tired, I want to go and sleep. No, stay. Because that is what I want to do. Right, so and then and then you will find out that the other thing that speaks for us are our altars. But how do we establish an altar? What is an altar? An altar is anything that we do habitually or do every day, right? So, for example, if you come every day. And all you do is, it's like playing games. You're establishing a, a, an altar for games. No, look at it now. The, we read that scripture that says, the wise man built his house upon the rock. You remember we talked about this. We said, what's the difference between wise and foolish? Action. So there's, you're either wise or you're, you're foolish, right? But what's the difference? Your actions. Because your actions determine how your house is built. And those actions determine the altars that you have. And the altars that you have are the things that speak for you. They are the things that speak for you. So much so that if you keep doing something every single day, you will find out that that altar will speak on your behalf but there's always they're always speaking okay that's about the time that we have let's let's um let's just rise to our feet and pray because you see there's we cannot exhaust this there's so much but part of what we have seen is that we need to learn to grow our spirit by studying God's word, whether we like it, whether we are receiving revelation or not. And you are reading, this begat, that begat, that person begat and begat. Okay, that's first Matthew chapter 1 verse 1. Sometimes I always skip it and just go straight after all the begats. But they are saying that still read it. If you are going through Leviticus, still read it. It's God's word. It might be boring. Still read it. Subject your body. Discipline your body. You want to be a good Christian? You want to be a good ambassador? The Bible says that we need to know these things so that we can be good ambassadors of Christ. Because one day, one person could come and ask you a question that says, Oh, look, this is what we have to do. What are you going to do about it? I'm, I need to do this. So if, I want to, if I'm want, if i looking for Christ, I want to come and look and talk to... I want to be able to come and talk to Sister Maya to say that, what do I do? And let the person advise me. But if you have not been studying, how would you know? You would just say, well, I don't know. That means you are not a good ambassador. You have passed it on. You want to pass it on to another ambassador. So we want to pray that God... The voice of God is important because it is the voice of God. If God says, if God speaks, he also makes provision. So let's ask God, let's ask God, God, help me to hear your voice. Some of us hear the voice of God, but we don't pay attention. We don't put our bodies into subjection to make sure that we can hone the gifts, develop the gift. The Bible makes us to understand it says, pray in the Holy Ghost so that you can fan into flame the gifts that was that you received when hands were laid upon you. But if you have not received anything or you've received it and you are not taking the time to pray in the Holy Spirit, you are not subjecting your body, you are only living according to what the body decides. When it's time for games, you play games. When it's time for movies, you watch movies. When it's time for whatever it is and you do those things without actually giving, you know, putting on a schedule, right? It becomes a problem. It becomes a problem. So we, we have to follow both to be truly blessed, to be wholly blessed. We have to follow both. We have to make sure that our bodies are put into subjection. We have to make sure that our that that we, we fall in love with Jesus. You find that that when we have the, the Bible says, do we not know that we are servants to whom we obey? That that means that when we, we obey so many other things, that we become slaves, we have become servants to those things. And every single time, that means that when you are a servant, when a master calls his servant, a servant needs to respond. So when your game is calling you, You have to respond. When that TV program is calling you, you have to respond. It just means that you are a servant to it. So I want to pray, pray that God, God, help me to hear your voice. Help me to put my body into subjection. Help me to discipline my body. My body does not own me. I own my body. My body does not own me. I own my body. My body does not own me. I own my body. So that now that it is time for us to fast, when the fridge is calling you, you say, no, my body does not own me. I own my body. My body does not own me. I own my body. Father, enable us. Enable us. Father, give us grace. Empower us, O oh God. Lord, as we embark on this fast, Lord, till the end of the year, Father, we enable us. In Jesus' name we pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for the ability, Lord, as we go in, uh, the ability to fast, the ability to pray that you will, the empowerment that you're going to enable us. As we go into our week, let it be well with us. Father, help us to learn to follow your spirit. Help us to fall in love with you. Help us to spend time with you, O oh God. Help us to listen. Help us to listen so that as we are praying that we are praying not because we want to prove or show or you know just just prove anything to anyone but just so that we are coming because we want to come and spend time with you lord uh, help us to grow help us to grow lord help us to grow well in jesus name we pray thank you for investing your time in listening Start a new adventure with us by reaching out on phone at 306-850-4356 through our website at www.rccgwgt.ca or follow us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. and Glory Tabernacle, birth in his glory, creating a place of God's presence and establishing his kingdom on earth.